Welcome back to the 49ers You've Got Mail podcast sponsored by Manscaped. Um, of course, any week I'm thrilled to have my guests for today. Um, we're literally fresh off the set from Ask Papa. Just finished filming that, which airs every single Wednesday. And I already said the name, voice of the San Francisco <laughs> 49ers, Greg Papa, joining me for this week's bi-week edition of our You've Got Mail podcast. Very important question, Greg. Actually, I have two very important questions. We're going to start off with the first one. Um, October 10th 10th. was your birthday. Yeah, you didn't ask what year I was born. No, we're not going to ask that. We're not going to ask that. very good. How was the birthday? I know you want to finish off a birthday with a win, but how was the birthday? October 10th was the day of the Arizona game. Yeah. So... It wasn't great. It was fine. I, I actually went out with friends the night before um, and went to watch the Giants-Dodgers uh, playoff game, and there were tables and tables of 49er oh. fans, so we wound up talking more about 49ers. <laughs> so that was fun. Uh, I've had to work on my birthday, Keon, it seems like all my life. It's the same. So, I'm draft and, uh I'm not going to tell you the year, Okay. but I've had a few birthdays, and after like, a, you know, maybe like your – 21st 25th you kind of don't uh, you don't want to celebrate it much um i haven't even opened my gifts yet wait what i have not opened my gifts yet because I, I as soon as i got back from arizona the giants played two days right. and came right here from the radio show to do ask papa yep. and, and do your podcast so maybe when we leave here i'll give you a better answer there on my go. birthday uh, okay. turned out based on what i got <laughs> as far as merchandise and gifts for me because that's was, what it's all about what was on now, your birthday list i'm not I'm not. I, I, I'm. I'm probably easy to buy for, and okay. also difficult to buy I, for. I whatever assumed. I need, I'm just gonna go out and buy it myself. I but I'm really that. a simple person. I don't need a whole lot. Okay. So, uh, I think I got a lot of clothes. Okay. I think I got a lot because I got to keep up with you on Ask Papa. <laughs> and when Grant did the show, you know, we just wore like sweats and shorts and t-shirts and. I didn't even shower. So not, now you got to take it up. But <laughs> Kiana comes in at like a ball gown or a cocktail dress every every show. So I'm like, just got oh, to pick it up. Clothes to wear to keep up with Gosh, her. Gosh, so I'm sorry. I think uh, I think I went to a few men's clothing stores. Hopefully, so good. We'll see. I gotta good. Keep up with you. Good. Good. You said you were at some bars and you're watching the games, but how often are people like, oh my gosh, that's Greg Papa? Well, yeah. I mean, I've been doing this a long time. Yeah. I've done it for a variety of sports, but I love that. You know, sometimes. What I do, I, we're so insulated from what it's all about. Um, it's fun to remember why we do this. Yeah. And what we do it for is the fans and the people that are that love it. And it can be easy, like, go on the road and, you know, uh, there are trips mm-hmm. I never leave the, the, the bus, the hotel, the yeah. stadium. You never go outside. You never interact with people. Uh, but a city like Arizona on a Saturday night when it's my birthday the next day, <laughs> I'm already ready for the game. Yeah. Uh, it was great. It was great being around so many 49er fans and, uh, they've been wonderful to me, you know, since I made the the transition. So it's fun. And it's, I think it's, uh, I'm not going to say it's necessary, but, uh, you need to remember the perspective of why we did this to start with, because we're all fans. We just, you know, I got a better seat now. Some stadiums, (laughs) I got a worse seat. Yeah. I, I love it. And it's, um, People are always so kind. Yeah. The problem is when they find out it's your birthday, they want to buy you a few birthday oh, shots. Oh. I, like, I got a game tomorrow. I yeah, go I do have to get up. So, uh, <laughs> no, but overall it was fun. And it was, uh, it, it's it's so great to be around. I mean, you go, you know, we go on the road, no matter where, it could be New Orleans, it was yep. Philadelphia. I'm walking around the streets of Philly, down Broad Street, uh, Maylide, and there's so many 49er fans. So Man. no matter where we go on the road, it's a it's a party. Man. So, but you gotta pick your I'm looking forward to Chicago. I, I had a feeling you were talking about that. That's the one that we're gonna have a little fun in Chicago. I will say 49ers fans, they travel so well. And it takes me back to that 2019 season. Um in we started off in Tampa Bay and then we went to Cincinnati and it, at a moment it actually felt like a home game for the 49ers. And same even in Arizona. Mm-hmm. I know everybody's in red, but Walking down the streets, you see nothing but 49ers jerseys. At the airport, on my flight, everybody, you see a lot of 49ers fans. So it's really fun just to see the faithful and get out there on those road trips. But now it's bye week. And a lot of guys, well, not all guys, some people are staying back at the facility, but some guys got to get a couple of days off. Maybe some got to visit family. But what's your bye week plans, Greg Papa? 
depends on how the baseball game goes yeah. on Thursday night. Uh, so I'm not I'm not going to make any plans because okay. the vibe is the Giants will win mm-hmm. Game Five. Okay. Uh, I'm speaking to Giant fans here, so I'm not going <laughs> to look you in the eye. Kim. Um, she's wearing she's wearing like a Mookie Betts jersey. Oh right? come on! As they're doing this, she's got like a 50 Betts jersey. Yeah. Uh, no, she doesn't. Uh, so it will depend on if the if if the Giants. I'm not going to say this, but if the baseball season should abruptly there we go. Uh, unpredictably end, then I will have uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday off, so I'll adjust. Yeah. Uh, but I'm planning on game one of the National League Championship Series being on Saturday, game there two of the go. National League Championship Series being on Sunday. You know where the real conflict would be is that, and I'll obviously do the 49er game, but if the, the Giant, when the Giants beat the Dodgers and Vance on, game seven is of the National Sunday? League Championship Series is Sunday, October 24th. Oh, which would be the same night mm-hmm. that Carson Wentz brings it, and DeForest Buckner. DeForest Buckner makes his return, yeah. Colts. So, but I'm saying Giants beat the Dodgers and beat the Braves in five or six, okay. and we won't have that conflict. So, oh. But my bye week right now, it's kind of like a, a fork in the road. It's a bye. Mm-hmm. You know, I can go left or right. And that depends on the outcome of the, of the of the baseball game. Right. And right now you're kind of stuck in the middle of that fork in the road. But uh, at least you get a, a little free time. Uh, you're not preparing for that next game. I think you're one of those people that, I mean, obviously the guys on the field do, but you're also one of those people who could probably benefit from a later buy after the baseball season. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I could, I mean, I could use it now because, uh, you know, say we had a game on Sunday and uh, the Giants are playing on Saturday. I'd rather not. I'd rather have that time mm, off. So yeah, I, I'll, yeah. I'll take it whenever I can get it, to be okay. honest with you. Um, the fact that the baseball season is extending a little bit into the bye week, I may mm-hmm. not get a full bye, but right. I'm fine. Okay. I, I don't, uh, you know, I like working and I, I need a few hours off. I don't need a few <laughs> days or weeks off, so I'm okay. fine. That's where Greg and I differ, but I digress. Yeah, All right. You are taking your bye. I, I'm taking my bye. I'm taking full advantage. Right out of here. You deserve it. You've been working hard. Thank you. Thank you. But speaking of working hard, 49ers working hard to bounce back from a three-game losing streak. Now, this is not common for the 49ers, at least. I mean, I'm not counting 2020, but when we think about that 2019 team, I think a lot of people kind of draw those parallels. And I think we're already starting to – some people starting to look for that. They're hovering over that panic button just five games into the season. But I want to just, since it's so fresh and it's top of mind, going back to week five against Arizona, this is an undefeated team. This is a team with a lot of weapons, looking at what they were able to do this offseason. And 49ers just about able to go toe-to-toe with this team, the top team in the NFC right now. What did you make? of the 49ers performance? Uh, it, 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 they could have won the game, but they didn't win the game. And uh, I think Arizona controlled the game. You know, there were some uh, statistical elements of it where the 49ers were superior. Um, there are things they've got to work on. They, when they, to me, where I judge an offense really is the conversion rate on third down and specifically quarterback play. And Jimmy in 2019 was money on third down. Yeah. And you've got to convert third downs, uh, you know, down and distance. If you get into a lot of third and longs, they're hard to convert, but we're just not converting third downs. Mm-hmm. They didn't convert them uh, going back the week before against Seattle. They were, Jimmy was one for six when he was in and Trey was one for eight. That's not good enough. Yeah. And then when you're, you, you know, I think it's frustrating for Kyle as the, as the play designer, play caller with a high expectation for the offense, even though they've had some profound injuries and in spots that if you're not converting on third down, Hell, let, let's go forward on fourth down. Yeah. And I, I've, I've seen Kyle awake. I think he's calling plays. Is he is calling on third down to set himself up to convert on fourth down. So, um, and there was just too many failures on third down, which led to yeah. risk taking on fourth down. Right. And uh, the analytics are fascinating. I wish I could actually get the, my hands on the what they actually show. But we're seeing in football, like the other sports, the analytics in basketball drive that sport. You know, a three is obviously better than a two. Right. The best, you know, getting fouled and going to the free throw line is really what you want is two free throws from a, a great free throw shooter. Uh, it goes on and on with analytics. They don't want the mid-range shot. In baseball, uh, swinging on 3-0 is common now, where before mm-hmm. nobody did. Yeah. 
because you were one pitch away from drawing a walk. But the 3-0 pitch may be the best pitch you're going to get. They don't, the they, don't, they don't change their approach with two strikes in baseball. They still try to hit a home run. In football, it's always been based on – when you go to the game, what, what do you hear them chant? Third down. Right. Now, well, third down is not as important as it used to be because we're going to go for it on fourth down. <laughs> That's true. So, and it's it, Doug Peterson in Philadelphia, I don't want to say he started it, but he they really were were risk takers yeah. a lot that year. And they really ended aggressive. up winning the Super Bowl. Yeah. So I'm sure the analytics show, let's say you're on the other team's 32-yard line. Uh, it's fourth down and three. So the punt there, you run the risk of kicking it in the end zone. It's a touchback. But these guys are so good. Mitch Wisdowski's gotten so good. Michael yeah. Dixon in Seattle. These Australian-born punters with the Aussie rules rugby style. They, it's not enough to put it inside the 20. They put it inside the 10. They put it inside the 5. Now, if you do that, that that's significant chunk. The, their coaches are not punting, and they're not trying that. A 50-yard field goal now is a very makeable field goal for yeah. the 32-yard line. They're not doing that. So the analytics clearly show to go for it, but the other teams know. And so, and to me, that's a real flip. Um, I think this game was lost on third down and then having to go for it on fourth down. And when I'm describing the game, I I call a failure on fourth down a turnover on downs. It's a different turnover than we fumbled the snap, but is it really? What's the difference if you go for it on fourth and two and you fumble the snap and they recover, or you go for it on fourth and two and you don't get the two? It's the same result. Right. So it is a turnover. You're not you're not uh, advancing your field position mm-hmm. with a punt, and you're not trying to score with three. So it's just interesting to me that and I'm not saying, you know, Kyle's being cavalier and reckless and what's he doing? The whole league is doing it. Right. Why, go back and look at the I know the first two weeks of the year, I used to I had the stats in my in my uh in my notes. It was just way up yeah. on how many yeah. what coaches were doing on fourth down, not kicking the makeable field goal, yeah. not punting to pick up twenty or thirty yards of field position, which is which could be two or three first downs, which flips games. Yeah. And also if you punt them down there and they make they don't make a first down and they punt back. You're right back to where you started. Right. So um, some of those elements to it. But I, I thought, yeah, it was a winnable game. But I thought Arizona controlled the game. Okay. And I thought uh, Arizona deserved to win the game. And I thought um, I, I Arizona was 5-2 and two last year at one point, 6-3. Remember, they had the Hale Murray right. when DeAndre Hopkins beat Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had that Sunday night game when they beat Seattle. They, they looked like a real up-and-coming team, but they just didn't play smart football. And you know what? Their coach, he, he went for it on fourth down more than anybody in football last year. In fact, you remember the game in Glendale when the 49ers beat them the next to last Saturday of the year? Right. We stopped them twice on two huge fourth downs, which flipped that game. Yeah. So, um, But they're different this year. I think yeah. that what Steve Kine was able to do, it's a hard year when your salary cap is going way down to $175 million. We thought it was going to be 210 how do they get J.J. Watt? How did they give him a two-year, $28 million deal? Why did they do it? I, I wasn't sure how good of a player he was. He's a good player, smart player. Mm-hmm. How did they get A.J. Green? Yeah. How did they get James Conner from Pittsburgh? How did they get Matt Prater? They, they were not a very good field goal kicking team at all. Now they get a guy that makes a high percentage of his kicks, very accurate right. and powerful. The guy's made a 64-yarder. He's made a 62-yarder. The guy's a good kicker. I think, you know, these are veteran. Yeah. They got Rodney Hudson from the Raiders. Yep. Um, so those are winning players. So my main takeaway, yeah, they played well enough to win. They didn't. I think the better team won the game. And let's just keep an eye on Arizona. I thought when the Rams got Stafford, that's a problem. Yeah. That's the best team in this division. Their defense is not as strong. They clearly lost some defensive players right. and their coordinator to get him. Um, but I think Arizona is a really solid football team. And there's someone 
that I, I, I don't know if they're going to fade the way they did last year. Manscaped is the official below-the-waist grooming partner of the 49ers. Try Manscaped and get 20% off and free shipping with code 49ers at manscaped.com. That's code 49ers for 20% off at manscaped.com. Mm. Uh, it's going to be really interesting. 49ers actually see them in uh, three weeks, if I'm not mistaken. They have... When George Kittle comes back, when, hopefully. Exactly, when yeah. Kittle comes back. But uh, it's a lot we can actually talk about when we're looking at the picture of the NFC West right now. But I want to keep it on what we saw Sunday. We talk about 49ers and the stat, and it's an ugly stat, but one of five on fourth downs. Um, 49ers go into this game with a new quarterback. Trey Lance makes his debut. You got to see him from getting a game plan from day one of the week of practice throughout Sunday. Uh, You're not over here, you know, with scout team, you're not playing behind Jimmy Garoppolo. So 49ers catering, catering this game plan for Trey Lance. But numbers and stats aside, and I'm talking about fourth down and things like that, what did you see out of Trey Lance? Did you feel confident in what you saw in this? It's kind of a small sample size, but yeah, overall. I, I, his composure. I yep. thought it was remarkably better than when he got thrown into the game in the second half against Seattle. And even in that game, he played better as he went. you got to keep in mind. Uh, he, he, it's a basketball term, but he is the ultimate one and done. Hmm. He played one year of college football in one game. That's yep. all he played. And he did not play at Alabama or Oklahoma. He played at a school that wins a lot. They win championships. They put great quarterbacks into the NFL. Mm-hmm. But the, the level of competition he played against is not the same. So right. um, he's got a lot to learn, but he's a smart guy. He's a tireless worker. Physically, he does not. He is, there's not any part of his game where you think uh, he'll never be able to do that. He can do anything. Hmm. He can make any throw. The throw he made to Brandon Ayuk on that third and three—that dart. I mean, I like to see a, 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 a velocity reading on that. We get it for baseball pitchers. How, mm-hmm. how fast was that ball traveling? Right. How accurate was he with the ball? He made a number of throws like that in the game. I thought his pocket presence was way better. Uh, the 49ers had a hard time with their defensive front. That was not Trent Williams' best game. Mike McGlinchey, Daniel Brunskill, they, uh, the Alex Mack, they had some issues in this yeah. game. Arizona's got some guys. Chandler Jones, yeah, Marcus man. Golden, J.J. Watt, Isaiah Simmons. You know, uh, they can heat you up. So he, I thought he ran away from a handful of sacks in the game. And I think uh, they gave him a little more latitude in what he would read in this game. I thought with Seattle, a lot of it was – First read, if it's not there, he yeah. just go. Mm-hmm. In this game, all right, we're, we're going to let you go, but let's go one-two. Just go one-two, and then if two's not there, let's go. Yep. And then, uh, but a lot of times he never even got to one because they, uh, you know, they just won. Arizona's yeah. edge guys or interior guys just won. Right. And he's, you got to get out of there now. And he did. He ran the first yeah. play of the game. He ran away from pressure, ran for a first down. And even on the interception he threw to Travis Benjamin to Buda Baker, I love the whole mechanics of that play. He was under center. It was a counter action play action. That's high level NFL. The guys that are trained in college football, they a lot of guys can't do that. Alex Smith could not do that when he came into the NFL. Justin Fields played in the shotgun. These guys weren't raised that way. Even Matt uh, Jones, Mac Jones in New England from Alabama, yeah. they were raised in the gun. Trey was raised under center. That was an impressive play. And then when he hit his back foot, he got his head around fast. He stepped up into the pocket. He just, I think because he stepped up so much, he kind of lost where he was. Yeah. And he overshot the target and the linebackers kind of dropped on him. But that's a that's a, a high-level veteran play. So he's got all the skill. He's just got to play a little bit more. Uh, I think the ultimate thing when you judge a quarterback to me is, do they see it? Do they mm-hmm. see the field? It, we all judge them on where they threw the ball and how they threw the ball. Right. It's, it's a lot of times it's where they did not throw the ball so I think ultimately it's does he see the field um and Jimmy that's something that obviously Jimmy's played more football right he's going to make uh choices on where to go with the ball at a higher level he should he's played way more but when Trey gets up to that kind of level then he's got the complete skill set so I I was really encouraged uh I think that's a hard call to make uh really because I think you can win with Jimmy obviously that's Mm -hmm. proven and I think uh, if, they, if everybody played better around him, he didn't hold as much on offense. Uh, 
Maybe you know, some you, of those uh, passes weren't drops. drops. Everybody had a drop in the game. Even a guy like Mohamed Sanu never yep. drops the ball. And when he dropped the ball, I caught. I saw he caught it initially. I'm like, he dropped it. I'm like, I was like shocked. He never drops a ball like that. Yep. So yeah, I, I I came away really surprised. Not with his ability. His ability is obvious. His composure. Yeah. His pocket presence. I thought it was a really strong first start. And it's the first. You know, he should get better every time he takes a snap in every game he plays. Yeah, I feel like um, you you get that. It's one of those things there where he was thrown into the fire, essentially. Let's say that against Seattle. And now I feel like just kind of looking at him, he kind of had an opportunity to kind of calm down. It wasn't kind of like that adrenaline go. He kind of had that moment giving given a whole week of game planning and being prepared for his first start. But uh, 49ers uh, thought they, you know, left that game unscathed. But uh, Kyle Shanahan talked to the media on Monday. We found out that Trey Lance is dealing with a knee sprain. Just from what you've taken, and also this is obviously the You've Got Mail fan, uh, podcast. So uh, we have a question from Harold Murillo who wants to know how bad is Lance's knee injury and is there any chance he can start the next game in two weeks? Don't forget 49ers have this bye. They have that Sunday night game against the Indianapolis Colts. Kyle Shanahan said it's not a long-term injury, but they really can't assess this until they get back to the facility starting next week. So that gives them a week. It's a one to two week injury. What do you see this as? Uh, I'm not Dr. Pop. <laughs> I'm not even Dr. <laughs> Timothy McAdams, who would be the guy that would answer the 49ers uh, orthopedist. I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, all I know is what Kyle told the media. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they, they checked it out structurally. It's not anything damaged there, but he's got, he's got something going on, a sprain or something's going on there. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. You know, he, can he play against Indy? They're, they're on holiday right now, but the way the CBA works, um, they used to work a little bit Wednesday, Thursday, give him the weekend off. Kyle gave him the whole week off. They're, yep. they're off from Wednesday to Sunday. Now, he's not off. So that's kind of a good thing right. uh, in the sense that, you know, he just turned 21. He wants to go have a little fun, maybe go watch North Dakota State play football. But uh, he because he's hurt, he'll be around the facility with Jimmy rehabbing. Right. And that's good because I think the more football he immerses himself in, and he loves it, it's he would do it anyway. It'll help him. But as far as coming out of the bye, I have no idea. I think they'll get back on the field for an extra practice on Monday. You know, installation days Wednesday, right. leading to the Colts game. Uh, Jimmy's got a little something going on, obviously, with the mm-hmm. calf. Let's just hope one of them can go in the game. Uh, ideally, it'd be both of them right. can go in the game. And with w- w- the way he played, uh, Trey, in this game, Kiana, I would not be surprised if Kyle expanded his role a little bit. Um, they call it bison personnel when they mm-hmm. bring him in. And mainly that's been a, a running formation and a running uh, element to of the offense. He can still do that, but they may open it up a little bit and let him let him play a little more. So uh, I have no idea. Uh, yeah. They don't know right now. I mean, that's just going right. to be where he's at physically. But the good news is it's not a long-term structural damage. Mm-hmm. Nothing was torn or anything, and he should heal in time. But how much time is needed for him to be completely healed, uh, I have no idea. All right. This is really sad because this is not Dr. Papa. Um, it's just our voice of the 49ers, Greg Papa, because this is what the questions everyone wants Another to one? know. Another health one? Anthony Leach from yeah. Gastonia said, will Jimmy G be ready this Sunday or who will be under center for the 49ers? And I'm just going to jump in really briefly and say uh, Kyle Shanahan spoke with the media on Monday and he said he feels that a backup quarterback, Nate Sudfeld, he is a pro the way he approaches the game. He would be that next man up. 49ers would need a backup uh, if neither Garoppolo or Trey Lance can take the field. So that leaves Nate Sudfeld. The 49ers will obviously have to make some moves there. But um, since we are not doctors, we don't know what's necessarily going on with these guys. and We probably won't have an idea until next week. What did you see? Because you take the field pregames. I get to see, I get to go to the field. I know you're on the field a little bit checking things out, but you got to see Jimmy Garoppolo down there working out with the athletic trainers. Just give us a little insight. What did you see? Well, on the, field? W- the way it works in the NFL, if you're not going to play on game day, the players that are injured are going to be inactive. They get on the field early with Dustin Perry and the entire performance staff, and they go through paces just to work them out. A lot like they do here. When the team is practicing, they'll be on a side field right. getting work in because you got to rehab, you got to recover, and you also got to get muscle flow, you know, blood flow. And mm-hmm. so Jimmy, you know, he puts the bands on on the knees, and he went through a lot of the same things he does when he's going to prepare for the game. 
Um, you know, I was honestly, I, I watched him, but I was really enthralled watching Kyler Murray warm up. I, I had been <laughs> on the field with him before. Kiana, I tower over him. He is not five ten, ten and one eight. That guy's five eight. I'm a giant compared to him. <laughs> so uh, I was watching Kyler more. And then when Trey came out, I wanted to watch Trey. But I watched Jimmy. Yeah. Um, I'd say he had a good workout in. Um, but to say that he, he did not practice leading up to the Arizona mm -hmm. game at all. He didn't practice Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Right. They knew he was not going to play in that game. So will he be able off the bye week? I mean, if there was a game this Sunday, I think it would be – questionable again right now will he be able to do it again um and he talked about pain and he got tagged pretty good Kerry Hyder uh, hit him third play of the game against Seattle and Jimmy played through it but when you watch that game back he had a couple of big hits in that game unblocked defenders came in and grabbed him around the headgear and he got hit a little bit yeah you could see him noticeably limping I I didn't notice it a lot you know maybe one time I, I said on the radio that he got hit pretty hard uh, but when I watched it back with the knowledge that he was hurt, obviously he didn't play the second half, you could see he was noticeably limping. And the, the main thing with him is he played last year hurt. Mm -hmm. The Miami game, there is no doubt he was hurt. I felt it that way when I was watching him in practice that week, that he wasn't completely right. And then he got hit right away, the first play of the game in that game. Yeah. And then he was clearly playing on one leg. There, there were there were times he threw the ball with his left leg yep. off the ground. Mm -hmm. like, What's going on? And he did not play well. That's to his credit. A lot of quarterbacks would not put themselves in that position because mm -hmm. they don't want the bad tape for everybody to see because they may not know. What's yeah. wrong with Garoppolo? He's, he's, why is he standing on one leg? And then you have to be able to protect yourself. Yep. If you can't run away from these highly athletic large men, you're going to get hurt. Absolutely. So that's just that that is that's something to be proud of him for, but also you got to protect them from themselves a little bit. So uh hopefully one will be able to go in this game. You'd like to have both be yeah. up and they're gonna they're gonna get the best of care. I mean it's 24-7 now that they're hurt, they'll be around the facility. It's just right. constantly working. And they've got so many different things they do to try to recover from injury. It's amazing. Yeah. So if anybody can, they will do it. But Again, it's just time. It's like any other injury or anything in life. When it comes to medical, it's just a, the time. And uh, I think we'll know more a week from now. Yeah, 49ers, well, not all the 49ers, but at least uh, one's working their way back from injury. Jimmy Garoppolo, Trey Lance in particular, will be hanging out around the team facility uh, as the team continues on their bye week. So I want to jump to another position really briefly um, offensively. And we got to see Elijah Mitchell. He made his return back to the field. He saw most of the grunt work um at running back, but 49ers only totaled 12 carries during the day. And this is not counting what Trey Lance did, but looking at the running backs, and I think Juice and Debo had a touch, but just 12 carries. And we know that Kyle Shanahan, he loves his run game. What did we see? Do you have, what's your take on how uh, things kind of changed in week five? Yeah, I um, I think they're, they're searching for their identity on offense, but we know what their identity is. And for some reason, it's just not there to build on. And a lot of it could be the change in the running back position. You don't have Raheem Mostert. Yeah. Uh, Jermichael Hasty, who was here last year, you got young guys. I think Elijah Mitchell's a player, though. I mean, there's no doubt. He's the guy's got speed. He knows how to run the outside zone. He gives it one cut and downhill. Uh, if, if there's daylight there, he'll run to it. He'll cut backside. If there's not, he'll run over people. So I think Elijah Mitchell is a quality, quality back. I know Mark Sanchez on the game broadcast on TV, we had him twice now this year, is calling him the mini Mostert. I don't know about that, but I, I do see suddenness to his game. He's okay. a good player. But I, I, I would say in, during the bye week, what teams do is they self-scout. Uh, when you're trying to prepare for an opponent, you're so locked in on how to beat them in this chess match you're playing that you kind of lose who you are. Um, I, I felt this way for a while and uh, maybe it's just a fundamental change. And I think having Trey Lance here and, and, and adopting a lot more uh, shotgun snaps, pistol formations where quarterbacks not under center as much right. uh, more, you know, taking a shotgun snap with a back to the side or a pistol with a back behind it just changes the running game a little bit to me. When I think of Shanahan, I think of a Shanahan system. 
and it's Mike. It's Alex Gibbs, who was his uh, O-line coach for years in Denver with the Raiders in Denver. And just close your eyes. It's that running back running a wide outside zone, the stretch play, because the quarterback has to stretch to hand it off to him, right? Mm-hmm. That wide zone. Right. And then, you know, sometimes you give it to the back, you give it, you give it, you give it. And then there's a, all these different plays that are married. They're, 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 they're linked together plays, complementary plays off that action where the quarterback doesn't give it to the running back. And I call it a bootleg. Kyle calls it a keep. Mm-hmm. And it's just where you, you run the stretch, you run the stretch. And when they're running that stretch, linebackers got to flow. They got to stay in their gaps. They can't get out for the cutback. It's hard to defend an outside zone. You got to be flowing. You got to be yeah. on it. So you get a linebacker flowing one direction and then boom, the quarterback keeps it, comes across the formation yep. and you drag three layers, three levels of eligible receivers, whether you've got a tight end going across with them, a fullback going across with them and then a tight end at the second level and then a third level receiver coming and it all flows together. Uh, Trey Lance would be amazing at that. And I saw him do that in college. Obviously Jimmy's good at it because he's been doing it here. Yeah. So I, I, and that's I'm oversimplifying just one little action, but when I think of a of, of a Shanahan offense, his dad Kyle, it's a system. Yeah, yeah. Mostert's not there, it, you know. Yeah, Matt Breed is no longer here, but we run a system. The, it's just running back X. It doesn't matter who he is. We're going to run that play, and they've gotten away from it. Why? So the other teams they know. We got Kyle Shannon and her schedule coming up Sunday. What are we going to do? We take away that outside zone. Wait, I, wait, I want to put a pause on that really quick because I have a question. Literally, what we're talking about right now. Mike Stone asked, "What happened to our outside zone running game?" He said he feels like he's seen more runs up the middle. Do you see the well, same because, thing going on? Yeah, and I was talking to Chris Furster about this uh, early in the year, and uh, I was saying, "Am I seeing more power running this year?" And versus, you know, I'd say, "He said, well, we got away from it in 19." The power and gap scheme, there's there's two different ways. There's many ways to run in the NFL, but it's yeah. to simplify it. Outside zone, inside zone, where it's more area blocking than man blocking, than gap scheme and power. Um, so what teams are doing is they're if you're playing Kyle Shanahan, what are you saying? We're taking away that outside zone. Right. So what are we doing? We're going to put our ends a little wider. Uh, and that's where the whole wide nine came into being that the 49ers run defensively. Mm-hmm. was Coach Washburn was in Tennessee in the same division as the Colts. Yep. And the Colts ran the outside zone to the edge with Edger and James. And that's where the stretch was. Remember Peyton Manning? And Peyton was like, he literally had to like reach. He could barely get out there. Looked like an old man when he was 24, run of the zone. But he had to really stretch yeah. like his whole body to get out. That's how wide it was. Yeah. So, uh Tennessee invented this wide nine where we're going to put our ends and nine technique means just where you line up on the field of relationship to the, t- to the, t- to the tackles, okay. the tight ends, you're, you're outside a, a couple of body lengths. So what they're saying is we're going to set up wider than your outside zone. So, and then we're going to come down hard. And, and when your guys are looking to get wide and block us, we're coming with force and we're going to slam that back in. So we're not going to let you get to your outside zone. Okay. okay. They're doing that. I'll go in more inside zone. Then we'll run more power where you pull Lake and Tomlinson. How many times do we see 75 pull? He had a great pull on a Trey Lance quarterback power run in this game. So um, it's just kind of that. I think it's the yang and the yang. I'm not sure if if we're getting away from it because the other. I think it's more the other teams are scheming it okay. and they're going to take it away. So you're not going to beat your head against a brick wall. And like they did in 19 – you're going to run more power. They, I remember right. one game, even last year, I remember them running power like four or five plays in a row. They just pulled Lake and Tomlinson. And it's like, yeah, you want to, you think you know who we are and how we play and you want to scout us? Well, we just ran power right down your throat. And you know, mm-hmm. Jeff Wilson's a good power runner. I think when you get Jeff Wilson Jr. back, then that, that power play up inside works a little better. And then also with Trey, um, He's got to figure out how to do this a little bit where he's a little too fast sometimes where he'll run right up a, ba- a, a lineman's back. Yeah. And it, it's, it's a timing thing. You know, Trey's fast, but you don't want to be too fast. The, the block has to develop and right. then you go off the block. There have been a couple of times where he runs right up in the Lakin's back or 
any blocker out there. He's just too fast on what they call, you know, it's quarterback power. Yeah. It's what Carolina used to run with Cam Newton. It's like, what's this play they run? It's called QB power. You're running the power play for the quarterback? Who does that? <laughs> but they did it. And, yeah. and obviously New England did a lot last year. So it's fascinating. But I, I think uh, I think it's just, you know, Kyle was under center so much. Always on the highest percentage of teams under center yeah. in the 19 year we went to the Super Bowl was the 49ers and and New England were under center the most. Hmm. And uh, I think it's an adjustment to what the league is doing. But I think where they're sputtering a little bit to me is I want to see that system. I want to see like like the playoff games against Minnesota yeah. and Green Bay at home. You don't think they were trying to stop that outside zone? They they they, they that's all they did. Could yeah. they stop the outside zone? No. No. Minnesota was stubborn. They wouldn't bring their safety, Harrison Smith, down early in the game. So, Kyle, just if they're going to leave that safety high, and play too high safety and try to block our run game with seven guys, we're going to run it. Uh, you did it again, we're going to run it again. You did it again, we're going to run it again. <laughs> then, all of a sudden, 22 is coming down. They still run it, and they still can't stop it. And then Green Bay put all their resources in the box to stop oh, it. Man, yeah. And they could not stop it. So why is that? I, I don't know. I mean, that, that's something you have to look at a little bit. But I, I think where they're sputtering a little bit offensively is the, the, the foundation of the offensive football house, to me, in a Shanahan system, is the running game, yep. obviously, mm-hmm. and specifically the outside zone and yep. all the complementary quarterback movement and passing game elements off of it. This podcast is sponsored by Manscaped, the official below-the-waist grooming partner of the 49ers. Try Manscaped and get 20% off and free shipping with code 49ers at manscaped.com. That's code 49ers for 20% off at manscaped.com. You brought up a name that would literally our next question. I feel like you're cheating. You're looking at these questions. Oh, yeah, but I, 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 William Baden from Chicago, which we'll see you in a few weeks. Uh, Greg Papa can't wait till we uh, get to Chicago. But he wanted to know, is there any update on Jeff Wilson's return date? And then he followed up and said, yes, this is a fantasy football related yeah. question. I know how you feel about your fantasy football. But uh, Jeff Wilson, uh I'll let you go ahead and take it. Yeah, I, you know, another side issue was we had Scott Harris, the GM of the Giants, on the radio with us. He was trying to beat Farhan Zaidi in a uh, late season last year playoff uh, fantasy football game. And he asked, should I activate Jeff Wilson Jr.? <laughs> and I said, yeah. And I didn't have any knowledge of the game plan or anything at that point in the week. But I, I think he wound up scoring a couple of touchdowns. He may have gotten hurt in that game, too. So i got to bring that up. I think Jeff's a little ways away. Okay. I think what they're saying now is more – uh, November, late November. Yeah. Um, so I think, uh, but I, he would, he definitely helps. Yeah. He's a go. The guy scored 10 touchdowns last year. 10. You know, that's, that's when you get into these situations on fourth and one, I think, I think what we're missing also is a, a short yardage goal line back. Like go to the Philadelphia game, Jimmy Garoppolo quarterback sneaks. Okay. You can do that here, there, Four times? All right, we got away with it four times. Yeah. Next game, short down and distance, what are they doing? They're all coming up in the A gap. We're yeah. not letting that guy sneak us. We're right. gonna slam him. Mm-hmm. So then you you know, then Trey's in and uh you're you're running more design quarterback runs. Um I, you know, I, is it because you just can't turn and hand the ball to a big short yardage third down goal line back? Maybe. I mean, you know, if you're going to get tagged behind the line, Jeff Wilson, or at the line, Jeff Wilson, how many times we see Jeff Wilson, Keanu, just power through that hit? He's a big, he doesn't he, look big. He doesn't, but he plays so big. He plays so big, big. And he plays fast. Yeah. He's faster than you think he and is. He fights and for every yard. And stronger. The yeah. guy's, a, he smells the goal line. He smells the first down <laughs> marker. That, that's the kind of guy you need. Yeah. So I think that's, I think we miss Jeff Wilson Jr. I honestly do. I, I yeah. heading into the year, and we didn't know what Sermon or um, Mitchell. Right. We knew Jamichael, but honestly, I you know after Raheem, he was number two. Guy scored yeah. ten touchdowns last year. He had some the game he had in New England. He had some big games. So there's no question they they miss him. But uh, they're, they're going to get him back at some point this yeah. year. But I think it's going to be probably later in the November, maybe maybe later in November. Yeah, that's the update we also got from Kyle Shanahan earlier this week talking about some guys coming back. Um, uh, from IR and PUP, but uh, also another name, Jamichael Hasty, that you brought up, Kyle Shanahan said it's looking like he'll be making his return 
here in the near future. I believe uh, this week high is ankle. when his right yet that high ankle sprain. But yeah. I think is this the week that he can uh, be reactivated? Yeah, from I think he's IR? eligible to come it's back on. Yeah. So yeah. there we go. That's a name that you can be on the lookout for this week. But all right, this is the big question. People panicking. 49ers dropped these last three. Mark Jackson from Irvington said, can the 49ers still make the playoffs? Here's the part of the question, though. With this team, what we have seen, these guys that they have, um, guys that they might be without, at this moment, do you think this is still a playoff 49ers team? Yeah, well, certainly. Can they? Yes, without question. Will they? That's why we show up every Sunday, Monday, Thursday, and watch. I mean, that's sports. Nothing is predetermined. Right. It's a hard league. Uh, I remember a Tennessee Titan team in 02 got off to a one and four start, made it all the way to the AFC championship game. I know the numbers show that a two and three 49er team, Bill Walsh and, and beyond have never made the playoffs, but the 91 team, they were two and three. They went into their bye week of a terrible loss to the Raiders in LA lost 12 to six. It was a famous game where Charles Haley went crazy in the locker room. They had Ronnie Lott was playing with the Raiders then. They had to go get Ronnie Lott from that locker room, bring him over to the locker room to calm Charles down. He wanted to kill half his teammates and all the coaches. So then they came out of that bye. They were they were saying two and three going into the bye in 91. Came out of it, lost the next game to the Bengals, and then got hot. They were two and four. Now they did not. I'm, the story I'm telling you ends with a sad ending. They did not make the playoffs, okay. but okay. they got to 10 and 6. And that's a big turnaround from 2 and 4. Yeah, It's just they squandered too many chances. So you've squandered three in a row here. And uh, they're three tough losses because they're teams you need to be better than 100%. when the standings are finished. you got to be Green Bay. You know, whether or not they win their division, they may now. I was looking at that more for supremacy in the NFC, and it still mm -hmm. could be there. The Arizona loss is tough. They're good. They brought in veteran guys that know how to win games now. They're not just 100%. padding their stats and yep. running around. They are there to finish the game and, and win. And they got some winners that they brought in. I, I have a higher level of respect and I don't want to say fear, but I, I they're not going to go away. You're going to have to knock them down. So yeah. when they come in in November, I think they come in November the 7th. That's a critical game. You can't lose yeah. to them twice. Right. So, yes, uh, there's a lot of football to play. I mean – you get better and better and better as the year goes on. Uh, it's not going to be like 2019 where they started 8-0. That's, that's obviously not going to yeah. happen. You're going to have to take a different route this year. And every year has a different story, different obstacles. Uh, and I think really what they got to get back to is to refine their identity. I think they know what their identity is. Mm -hmm. They just got to get back to the right. core principles. And then uh, defensively, I'm seeing it from Bosa. There's no doubt. Nick's better than he's been. Man. But we got to see it from other guys. The mm -hmm. identity of this team is to run the ball on offense and pass rush you on defense and cover up the secondary. We're seeing it in spurts where right. th there are times where they're just as dominant as they've ever been. And then they then something happens and they get off rhythm. Football's a rhythm game. People don't realize they think basketball's a rhythm game. 100%. Football's a rhythm game. Philadelphia, they weren't playing great. Complimentary football, get a stop on the on the Philly play on fourth and two. Now all of a sudden you drive, you get a punt, you pin them down there. It all works together. And you start seeing that momentum change. Right. And so um, there's a lot of football. Yes. Yeah. To say at two and three they're incapable of making the playoffs <laughs> is absurd. I mean, they could. I, I think yeah. they're. I think their best football's ahead of them. Yeah. They've just got to figure out a way. To yep. be more consistent and to find to find the rhythm. Yeah, we actually, if if for everyone listening, and this is going to be a shameless plug, but I definitely highly encourage everyone to tune in to ask Papa because we talk a little shameless. bit about this. Oh, it was yeah. Right. <laughs> but currently, there are six teams in the NFC who are all sitting at two and three. Um, Philly's in there. Washington's in there. I'm trying to remember Seattle. all the teams. Seattle's in that mix. I know Seattle's Minnesota. dealing with their own issues. Minnesota, Greg, you said could be a team that can turn things around here in the near future, but you you ranked these teams and you had the 49ers as the top team among these six that are currently sitting well, because at two they, and three. Okay. They, they won their first two on the road. Mm -hmm. I don't care who you beat. I don't care if it's Detroit and Detroit, Detroit had some games they could have won. They, yeah. They just, oh, well, had, just these know, last 66 minute field yard field goal off the crossbar. Things like that are mm -hmm. happening to them. Uh, and then Philadelphia, you went in that hostile environment. That's impressive. Yeah. The green Bay game, 
they, I thought they were outplayed most of the game, but at the end, they damn near stole the game. They rallied back Probably for that should one. have stolen that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seattle game, the first five offensive possessions, Russell Wilson, that high-powered offense, goes three and out. They have minus seven yards. You, that was one you're of the best defensive them. performances. But your I've kicker gets hurt before the game. Yeah. A seven nothing score should be ten nothing. You don't down a punt on the three yard line. You're rolling the end zone. They take it on the twenty. You saw. You know what happens. Yeah. They could have won that game. Mm-hmm. Arizona. I thought Arizona controlled the game, but still, you were in that game. Right. So not all three game losing streaks are the same. Yeah. You could have a three game losing streak where you're getting killed in each of the three, and you're yeah. like, uh, we're not very good. These are three that sting. Each one you felt like, damn. So it's just a few plays. I mean, anybody can say that. The teams that are, you know, even Arizona being 5-0. and uh, Minnesota missed a field goal at the end of the game. They should have lost yeah. that home game. And then you think There's about that Jacksonville game, too, where right. Jacksonville looked like they had that they until had that what was like the, the fourth quarter. They ran that flea flicker yeah. play, and Byron Murphy Jr. had the pick six against them. Exactly. So they – these games come down. It's, this is not like uh, you know college football where there's a huge discrepancy in talent. This is the NFL where, yeah, some teams are more talented than others, but it's it's four or five guys can dominate a game, you know, not 25. Yeah. And then most of it comes down to not 25 plays. It comes down to five. And they just they haven't been able to, to you know, consistently yeah. the last three make those kind of plays. But that doesn't mean it, it, they don't have it in them. I clearly think they have it in them. Yep. And I think they just got to find rhythm. The key thing is you can't squander too many chances. I mean, it's just a pure math equation here. I know we're playing 17 and not 16, but you can't get too far behind. Right. You can't have too many yellows where you can't overcome it. Even like the 91 team was two and four. Yeah, they got to 10 and six, but 10 and six wasn't, wasn't good enough. enough. You, yeah. you missed out by a game. So you, you've got to, you got to, you know, you got to win the games you can win. Uh, and I think they can win every game. So I'm not going to say they're going to win every game, but you got to win your share yeah. of the game. So uh, I think, you know, two and three is kind of where they, they are right now. It's what the record shows, but I don't think they're a two and three team. So when I, when I rank the other teams, uh, I think Kirk Cousins, and people keep talking about Kirk, that guy is incredibly skilled. I, honestly, I, I, his ability to play that position, just to, and he's so much more comfortable in that system now over time. And the Seattle lost their quarterback. That's a major problem yeah. for them. Uh, Washington, Philadelphia, Atlanta. Now, these teams, none of them may make the playoffs, but they're teams that you're, you're competing with to be in the hunt. Right. And then you got to get up to the teams that are in the playoffs. And we know in our division now there's a clear line. Yeah. Arizona and the Rams are on top. Uh, the 49ers in Seattle have got to figure it out. And right. we lost to Seattle at home, so that would hurt. So, um, yeah, this is totally doable. This is pro football. Things can flip. Um, and it's going to make it exciting because you're going to get into a desperation situation. Yeah. And a lot of times in pro football, the teams that's the most desperate huh. wins because they've got to win. And I think you're going to see that team playing with a, a heightened sense of desperation. Oh, does that desperation start in week seven? Because 49ers yes. prime time yes. hosting the Indianapolis Colts. We talked a little bit about that. Wentz coming to town to Forrest Buckner, yeah. his first trip back to Levi Stadium. Um, before we close this out, let, let's preview this. We're, we're kind of doing a two-week-in-one thing. We've got week six, 49ers on the bye. Now looking ahead to week seven, they play the Texans this week. Um, we saw that game where I I, I feel like <laughs> that was Lamar Jackson doing Lamar Jackson things, but there was a point in that game where I was like, okay, Indianapolis has got this. Now I feel like their record isn't very telling of the talent that's on that team, but what do you see out of the Colts? Well, I like Carson Wentz. I have great respect for Carson Wentz. I don't know exactly what happened to him in Philadelphia before he tore his ACL in the end zone at the LA Coliseum. Uh, he was going to be the NFL most valuable player. But that team was, they wound up winning the Super Bowl without him, uh, but he was playing great. And since he's come back, uh, his Philadelphia days, I think he's just off balance. His, his his legs are way wider apart than his shoulders. He looks like he's flopping around in the pocket. I think he's a guy that that tries almost too hard, cares too much, uh, won't take a sack when they need to take a sack, always trying to make a great play. He's, yeah. just, he's just a red-hot competitor, and it gets himself into trouble. And it, I never thought they would trade him. 
I never thought they'd fire Doug Peterson. They just won the Super Bowl. But it tells you how fleeting success is yeah, in this league and this society. I mean, it's like the ultimate, what have you done for me lately? So he's on a new team. He's got Frank Reich, who coached him up in Philly. And uh, they're capable. Jonathan Taylor, that's running back, uh, the screen pass that he caught for the touchdown against Baltimore was insane. Yeah. I watched him in college. Man. He looked so big and powerful. Now you see him in the pros, and he's – I'm not going to say he's Marshall Falk, but uh, he's, he's a, a, a more of a breakaway runner, a sleeker runner, guy you can build your whole offense around. Uh, they're a good team. And then on the defensive side, they have two of the best players. And Darius Leonard, that linebacker, is a great player. He and Fred Warner are probably considered. Bobby Wagner's still hanging on, but as far as the young guys in the league, yeah. the two best inside linebackers in football. And DeForest Buckner. So I think we'll talk a lot about, you know, rekindling that and trading DeForest Buckner after the Super Bowl team uh, year. So it'll be good to have him back. He's a quality uh, 49er, uh, but you got to respect him. And, Absolutely. Uh, there'll be some interesting matchups because the 49er interior, I know Lakin can handle him, uh, but you got to make sure you block 99 all, all game. So, uh, but you're off your bye. It's very odd that a team will play two games while you after you played one. Because yeah. they played on Monday night. Right. And then they're going to play on Sunday mm-hmm. against the Texans. So um, it's going to be on Sunday night football. I mean, that's the bottom line. And they are going to wear the throwback reds. Yeah. Right. For this game. So it's going to have a nice vibe. So um, it's going to be a huge game. You know, if they beat Houston and they get to two and four, then they're two and four and we're two and three. And the loser of this game is going to be in a little bit of a hurt yeah. situation. So we were talking about Desperado and being a desperate team. Um, they're both going to be desperate. And that lends itself to exciting competitive play. And remember Carson Wentz came in here last year when everybody was burying him, saying how bad he was. And he scored a touchdown. He dove into the end zone of the zone read. He made that throw down the sideline. I can see it now. Remember all his wide receivers were hurt. We didn't know who the hell they were. They actually, the touchdown he threw was to a guy he just signed. Yeah, I remember that. Travis Fulgham. Yeah. I didn't even know he He was was like an hour before the game. And they, he won, right? Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, that, that guy to me is a, a gamer. So yeah, it'll be a, a big yeah. big game. Big game for the 49ers. Uh, but that's not this week. That'll be next week. Week 7, 49ers picking things back up. Back at Levi Stadium, 49ers still looking for their first win of the season at home. It's crazy to believe They that. didn't win too many at home last year. Yeah. But that's extenuating circumstances. Yeah. That, they weren't even home. We didn't have any fans. We, didn't, we weren't even home. They got evicted from their home stadium yeah. at the end of the year. We can't so. really count that. But you got to get back to that. The Levi's is lit and the dominating element we had in 2019. You got to get back to that. Yeah. And I feel like energy will be extremely high as the 49ers return home. Levi's Stadium has been rocking as of late. And I, I expect it to continue uh, definitely into week seven. So with that... Greg, I appreciate the time. Thanks for stopping by the podcast. I feel like we got to cover a little bit of everything. Is there anything you need to add? Uh, Disneyland. You're going to Disney World? I'm going to Disney World. World. You're going to Florida. Yeah, we're going to Florida. Disney World. Didn't win a championship here, but I'm still going to celebrate as if I did. <laughs> I'm going to Disney. Epcot Center would be my advice for you. Oh, yeah. Definitely got to. Exactly. You go from country to country. Have you been there before? I have. I have. My goal is to eat around the world. <laughs> that is my goal. So you that is how. like walking, uh, you know, 200 yards. Oh, so. yeah. Exactly. So, so you'll you'll be covering Giants. Giants. Um, and hopefully that goes beyond Yeah, you can take uh, off Thursday. your, your Mookie Oh, here we go again. You know what, guys. <laughs> and I will be heading out, but we appreciate the time. And uh, we will get back together soon. Chat a, a little trip. bit. Hopefully it's a 49ers winning streak the next time yes. we have one of and these. We'll okay? See you in a week, right? See you in a week. And you can watch Ask Papa every Wednesday. Thanks, Greg. Bye, Ken.